Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Thrilled and delighted. Feel blessed to be able to talk with you again today. We've been talking about the questions Jesus asked for the past four broadcasts. But sort of, we have been stuck on one two-part question, which he asked his disciples and recorded for us in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. And the question was, who do people say that I am? And then they gave their responses of a variety, all of them probably somewhat true. Then he looked at them and said, specifically, who do you say that I am? And, of course, we know the famous answer of Peter revealed it to him, we believe, by the Holy Spirit of God. Well, we don't just believe that. Jesus said that. He said, Simon, you didn't get this on your own. God gave it to you. God, the Holy Spirit, revealed it to him. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus acknowledged that what he said was true. So much for those who deny the deity of Jesus Christ, deny his God connection, deny he was the Messiah, deny that he was the sacrifice sacrifice given for the sins of the world. Jesus is all that, and he's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. By him all things were made, and without him was nothing made that was made. God speaking of him in Hebrews chapter 1 says, and God in times past, in very many ways and under different circumstances, spoke unto the Jewish fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, in his Son, through his Son. And then he goes on to compare the superiorities, the writers of the Hebrews does, the superiorities of Jesus Christ compared with every other system in the Jewish calendar. And so today, we turn again to a question Jesus asked. For remember, if you were with us in these past lessons, we agreed that Jesus taught many special lessons through the questions he asked. And the one we mentioned, the two-part question about who he was and who he was to them, we took it a step further, and I pretended that I was sitting in with the people with whom Jesus had encounters. And we got to just one character, Nicodemus, and we kind of played fly in the wall and deducted from the things that Jesus said what we believe Nicodemus went away with. Nicodemus said that he 
couldn't understand the new birth. And Jesus asked a simple question. Are you a teacher or leader in Israel and you don't understand what I'm telling you? And using that as a launching pad, the Lord Jesus outlines many cardinal truths that are a blessing for us today. Because he pointed out the principle of the new birth. He pointed out the agency of the new birth. He pointed out the natural sinfulness of human beings and that the fact that we're cursed already. In that conversation with Nicodemus, he also spoke about his death upon the cross. As Moses lifted up the serpent or the snake in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up to die on the cross. And then Jesus was heard to say this, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all people unto me. And he's still in the business of drawing people unto him based on his death upon the cross, his glorious resurrection. So the questions of Jesus are deep and lasting and impactful. Today I want to turn away from the question he asked Nicodemus and the many theological verities that came out of that conversation that night. And I want to turn to to Mark's Gospel, rather, chapter 8. And there, in chapter 8, we have a whole plethora of questions that Jesus asked. Matthew 8, or rather, Mark 8, is loaded with questions that Jesus asked his disciples. So before we take a look at those, I'm inviting you to join me in prayer. Let's ask God to make his word live to us and to have its divine impact in our lives. Loving Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior, the one who taught many things prompted by his questions. We want to listen to the questions Jesus asked again today. And we pray, our God, that they may sink deep into our consciousness and bring conviction and instruction and commitment. So, Lord, make the book live to us, we pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, I'm just going to run down about a dozen questions and the verses in which they're found And then we're going to pick on one that he asked towards the end of that chapter, which I believe is packed with life's message. Life's message. Not messages, but life's premier. Life's fountain message. So let's take a look in chapter 8. In verse 5, he says, How many loaves do you have? The people, the disciples and the people around, they were listening to Jesus, the master teacher. They were mesmerized by his teachings so that they didn't even go home to eat. And Jesus, as he always wants to do, saw their need. May I just apply a spiritual component to that? Jesus sees your need. Jesus had compassion on them. 
Jesus wants to have compassion on you. His hands of compassion, his eyes of compassion are already open and extended toward you, but he wants you to see it for yourself. So they were there and there seemed to be no way, but Jesus, as he's wont to do, asked the question so he could produce a divinely crafted response. They said, Master, we can't find food up on this, in this mountainside, this place far from the commercial center. How are we going to do that? And Jesus, looking straight into their very minds, says, how many loaves do we have? And the spiritual implication for that, of that for you, for me, is that Jesus is saying, whatever you have is sufficient if it's given over to me. You see, we want more. I heard one well-intending, upward mobile young man say, you know, I just want to be able to give, I wish I could give to, to missions $100,000. Well, I didn't ask this person what he was giving from whatever he had. Maybe he made $100,000. Was he giving it 10000 I don't know. My point is that you are waiting for something grand so you can do something grand. God says little things can be made to be grand in his sight. So they said, you know, we have a little bit of food here. And Jesus commanded them to sit down and he fed everybody, 4,000 people on that occasion. So he says, why does this generation ask for signs? That was in response to another situation in chapter 8. The disciples said to him, Lord, show us a sign from heaven. And Jesus, I think he was somewhat annoyed, although he didn't show anger in his annoyance. He says, why does this generation want signs? Why are you talking about bread? Do you still not understand? And then he points them back to what he did in the past, or the miracles. Are your hearts hardened? Jesus is asking them, and he's asking you. Is your heart hardened after all that God has revealed it to you? Do you still have eyes that don't see? Verse 18. Do you still have ears but fail to hear? Don't you remember Jesus asked them? Verse 19. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets did you have left over of leftovers? Twelve baskets. What I'm saying is, friend, it doesn't matter what the circumstances, if you are willing to trust God with it, he's willing to create an abundance. Now, you say, Audley, you've been living a long time. Have you had the experience where God takes a little and provides enough? Yes, yes, yes. If you want, I'd be glad to share my stories with you. Time and again, when it seemed as though everything had dropped out of the basket, everything but faith, everything but trust, and God came through. I want to simply impress upon you the imperative of faith. In this chapter, Jesus 
also talks about believing, about faith. You can't have faith and works together, except you have faith that produces works. You can't have works mingled as part of the faith package. The faith package has to stand on its own. It produces the works that glorifies God. Don't you remember? Jesus wants you to remember. Oh, I noted we didn't get to the verse I wanted to get to. But albeit God has spoken to you. Jesus says, I can. I will trust him today. I don't know what your circumstances are. But at the end of your tether, just say, yes, Lord, yes. Today I encourage you to let God take the five loaves or the two loaves or the nothing. He has a widow woman at Zarephath for Elijah. He has a man, a woman, a child. He has a miraculous answer for you today. I believe it because I've experienced it and because Jesus says so. Will you believe him? And if you've never come to know him, please allow him today to become your savior, your Lord, and your caretaker. Jesus Christ is Lord, and he wants to be Lord in your life. Will you let that happen today? And then will you tell us about it? I'd love to hear your story. God grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.